My name is Nairi Yergain Harsian and I wrote You'd Better Sit Down. Hi, my name is Manus Halligan. I'm an actor from Cavan, living in Dublin. Yeah, I've been in Dublin now for 17 years, I think. The play is about family dynamics in the face of illness, actually. Laura is given a terrible diagnosis and basically it's just about how the family which kind of turns into is it a family is it a business it's all under the conceit of a business basically so it's how they manage their business in the face of this an invasion really of this illness into their into their life I play Mike Mike is Laura's brother work colleague kind of vibe who is extremely on top of things. He's very organised when she delivers the news that she's been diagnosed with cancer. He's on it immediately. He wants spreadsheets. He wants to, who's looking after the dog, what days of the week they're looking after the dog. If there's anything going wrong, let Mike know. He needs to know so he can get someone else to cover it or he'll do it himself. Uh, hospital runs, who's in charge of that. He does all of the, the admin, making it as easy for Laura as possible, basically going through a treatment. So the idea started when my sister Sona was diagnosed with lymphoma at um, age 27 and spent a lot of time the next six or eight months kind of documenting that in a blog that she called a lymph Sona and it's loosely based around I mean it's very fictionalised now because just for the purposes of drama um, but it's loosely based around the character of my mother my father myself and my sister and the dynamic of, of uh, you know what I expected as a result of this what she expected and how my parents reacted to it this is the first time anything had ever come into the family like that and my sister had a really great attitude to it she was very conscious that positive thinking was going to be as important and as integral to her getting better as any medicine would ever be and it was just the first time I'd ever seen a side of her come out and she's such an eloquent writer and it was great to be able to be inspired by the stories she told in that Um, and then I went through a process of devising and kind of drafting from devising with actors in a workshop session to ultimately writing it uh, in front of a laptop which was where the new experience came for me. Well, the first thing when I read the script um, was I didn't know whether they were a family or a business, just the way the play is written. It's never specifically said. They call each other just by the first names, but it has a very familial feel to the whole thing. The key points are that they are very business-minded. Every if There's meetings all the time. It's like the whole play is set in a boardroom. Sona, my sister, was very enthusiastic. She was happy to be involved. I think, as anyone would be, being brought along when you're not kind of from the arts world and your sister is and kind of drags you onto everything that she can, um, she was excited by it and the possibility of this story being told. I think it's a big part of her life and the blog was a massive part of her life. So I think that it's nice that it's going to be shared in a kind of, in a different medium now, you know, because it's been seen internationally on the internet and her blog and this is a good chance for it to be national in Ireland uh, in a nice little radio play. I was working recently with Collapsing Horse Theatre Company on a Gabriel Garcia Marquez short story called A Very Old Man With Enormous Wings which we were kind of workshopping at the minute and then performing it in the Riverbank Arts Centre in Newbridge and Kildare and then we hope to do it in Dublin in September. It's myself and Genevieve Hume Beeman and uh, Dan Colley is as always directing it. Yeah. This is the first play I've ever written like this, yeah, with characters. I've written, um, I had a one-woman show that was a kind of autobiographical piece um, called Where Do I Start? And um, it was about identity, really, and coming from a kind of mixed heritage. It was about how people identify themselves and how there's so many ways that we now identify ourselves. And it was kind of figuring that out in a new kind of multicultural Dublin, actually, at the time. 
it stemmed from the fact that I'm half Armenian, half Irish. And I suppose it was just kind of what those two things meant to me. I have a very Armenian name, but a very Irish accent. And it was how I kind of navigate who I am. And when people say, wow, your name is so exotic. Where's it from? And then when I'm abroad, people think that my name is an Irish name because why wouldn't they? So it's just kind of how do you understand yourself and present yourself to the world? My character doesn't talk in it, which is always great. When you pick up your script and you're like, oh, performer A does not speak. Performer B does all of the talking. So that's Jen's job. Um, but I was recently in a bike accident last August where uh, a man opened a car door on me and uh, made bits of my uh, vocal cords and I was in hospital for a week. So I've been kind of, one, delighted that I don't have loads of talking in this play. But also, I haven't since like August all the way up to January, I basically hadn't been working because I couldn't talk. My sister uh, went through what was a year of absolute turmoil, but now she has three kids and she's been in remission for the last five years, more than that. So she's really in a good place. I mean, like the play alludes to, it's still, it's something that hangs over you your whole life because you're never actually cured. You're just always in different levels of remission. Yeah, it was the one part of my body that took 100% of the impact. Car door straight into the Adam's apple. The vocal cords like swelled up and kind of struggling to breathe. And then they have me on steroids. They're talking they might have to do a tracheotomy, which is the last word I wanted to hear when I was in there. But they didn't. The swelling went down so I could breathe okay. And But then, it was, then the whole thing was like sitting in hospital for a week, being like, am I just going to have to give up my job now for the rest of my life because I didn't know whether it was permanent damage if I was going to be like extremely hoarse for the rest of my life like comically hoarse The day job is playing Melanie across in Fair City in the television studios so I've worked in a couple of radio dramas before and I've always been interested by them and I think it's a really it's kind of an atmosphere you can create in radio that just can't you can't achieve on stage or in television and it's so intimate and personal so um, it differs in lots of ways but like it's all part of the same sort of storytelling making and um, you know transmitting stories no operation whatsoever no I was just put on steroids and monitored in case my airways got inflamed again and then that was because I've seen immediately when you go in there because if you have anything wrong with your airways you, like obviously you need to breathe to stay alive so they saw me immediately in the matter of public hospital they were excellent and I got a x-ray I got a it's an MRI uh, and I got an endoscope which is where they put a camera up your nose and down your throat to look and my vocal cords are just bloodied and black and not looking nice I will continue um uh being Melanie in Fair City and also I work with a colleague of mine called Sean Dunn on a performance night called Pop-Up which is happening in Mermaid Arts Centre in July Um, so it's basically a chance for us to curate contemporary performances and um, it's kind of a variety night as such so that you get to see a bit of theatre a bit of dance and myself and Sean MC the night and introduce people to new artists they might not have seen before Uh, so I try not to raise my voice ever I try not to shout Um. Or if you do, you, like, there's, there's ways of just always having plenty of air in your lungs to really support your vocal cords. It's so important for me because when you're talking and you're slightly out of breath, it, it can wreck your vocal cords, really agitate them. I think actually um, I've been lucky in that I've been able to find a way to make sure that I'm working in the arts and in the industry that I want to be working in as much as possible. So having these different strings to your bow allows you to do that. And I, I think that 
lots of people have to kind of take a couple of jobs and I don't know if the arts is so um, unique in that way a lot of people would do a couple of things um, to kind of live the life they want to live but yeah so this is it's kind of it's a new wave where people don't have to be in one single box basically so historically you might have just been an actor or just a director but now we're realising that a lot of people and more heads is better than one and you know mixing up people's ideas and getting input from different areas and devising shows is is it you know, can be really enriching as well. Yeah, I'm also going to be rehearsing a show, hopefully with Ross Dungan, who's a writer who I work with quite a lot. And uh, Ross is writing a one-person show um, for me at the minute that we hope to do in September as well. So we'll be doing two shows in September. And that one has a lot of talking in it. But I feel like my voice is getting... It's got a bit of longevity now in it. Originally, it was if I was talking for longer than like 20 minutes at a time, I could feel it getting worse and worse and worse over time. Um, but now it seems to be able to like hack it now. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting better. I think the kind of being an actor, being a maker, being a writer, for me, they're not mutually exclusive. It's all kind of making and telling stories. And sometimes they might be better if you write them as a play with with characters and dialogue. It might be better if you devise a one woman show. And it might actually be better if, if it's, um, you know, a written stage play it might be better as a radio play. I suppose it's just about how how you want to tell that story and what medium serves it best. But I'm, I'm fine. Like I've been taking jobs now and getting on grand with them and doing more voiceovers. That's good. But it's just a matter of now I have a much deeper voice than I normally did. So now I have to get used to having a slightly raspy kind of vibe, <laughs> which is all right. Panto villain. I just need, it's just the projection is what I'm working on at the minute. And in that edition of In the Wings, you heard writer and actor Nairi Jurgen Harsian and actor Manus Halligan discuss working on next week's drama on one, You'd Better Sit Down, by Nairi Jurgen Harsian.